0: Good morning, everyone, loaded up, and we are all ready to Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, the second Tuesday of 2022. It is
1: Triumph Tuesday. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani live with you. Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a., <coughs> excuse me, Wellness Diva 5.0. Actually, I think today is the first Tuesday of 2022. Yeah, but I said, but this no, you said second. (laughs) The second Tuesday. I thought I said the first. Well, if I did, I apologize. (laughs) I meant to say the first. That's what I was thinking. That's good because it shows that we're both paying attention, which is a good thing. And it kind of threw me off, and I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, I had that moment there myself. So, what are we triumphing over? You know, I on the tagline I put. What is one thing that you want to triumph, excuse me, over today? And I'll turn it over to you for a moment. Uh,
0: right. Well, yeah, we, you know, Triumph Tuesday is a day where, you know, we may have looked over the past few days. What did we triumph over? Or even, you know, it's a little after 8 a.m. You may have already had to triumph over something. Who knows? You know, we never know that. And How do you go about knowing um, how to basically see the little pieces you may not have fulfilled that big obligation right or, or that that goal that you were getting to but then you kind of reevaluate and you say well i might not have done this but i did this which helped me try not doing that and that is the whole point of we when we talk about being gentle and kind to yourself we want you to understand that we are all perfectly imperfect it just that is the way that it is uh we try our best to stay accountable we try to stay our best organized with our planners, our mindset, our health and wellness, but sometimes outside forces that we know that we can't control either kind of infiltrate their position to kind of derail you or make you aware that you've got to pivot and actually come up with a new plan to still get resolved in what you were doing. That is a triumph. So what does that mean? Well, it could have been that you had all intentions. and This is going to be a very, very simple example. but So you kind of get the point. You had all intentions of saying, geez, you know what? Uh, Two sisters is always talking about making your bed first thing in the morning. And I had every intention of getting to it, had it on my planner, which I know sounds a little bizarre for people, but a lot of people sometimes need to be that specific in their tasks for the day because it helps them stay on track. But also, the whole point of making lists is to change habits. Habits don't just change. Repetition makes your habit change. And for some, they need to write it down. So maybe someone's goal was, you know what? I'm going to start off this 2022, always having that first little bit of success and make my bed. So you've got it on your list. You've read it. You know that you have to do it. The baby starts crying. The husband's running out the door and can't find his wallet or the wifey, either either or, Uh, the telephone rings, you forgot an appointment, you uh, all of a sudden you had, you know, a sick child, a sick baby, or maybe you weren't feeling the best. And then you realize maybe midday, oh, I didn't get to do it. I didn't do it first thing in the morning. But guess what? I managed all the other things that made me derail. And I eventually did get to making my bed. That is, you triumphed over that. You didn't maybe do it the timeframe that you wanted to because you were juggling a whole bunch of other stuff, right? We can all relate to that whole juggle. You know, we're all kind of clowns juggling through things that come at us and we're handling those balls as they come. Those are all the derailments of life. And sometimes, obviously, you weren't planning on your spouse or your loved one or your partner losing their wallet or their keys and you want to assist and help them find that, help them learn healthier habits as well with that kind of stuff. You weren't planning that, you know, your child was going to get sick or not feeling well or you had to change a dirty diaper or maybe you were breaking up two siblings fighting. You weren't planning on those things, right? Those were out of your control. But what you did do is you used the healthy habits. of Now I got to renegotiate. I got to re, I got to reevaluate where I'm at and I need to tend to those things first, but I did not fall off what my intention was. I just got to it later. Now the flip side of that, could be that you couldn't get to it at all, just could not get to it all. But what happened was you're still dealing with those same issues, never got to the whole making of the bed, right? But what happened was in the time frame of you maybe helping that spouse find those keys or those wallets, you found something that you had misplaced, didn't know. So A, you triumphed over eventually finding something that you didn't know, because that usually happens. I think that's kind of a funny thing is you're trying to help somebody else find something and you end up finding something that you were missing. Uh, it could have been that in that moment of your child not feeling well, that you had to like put what you needed to do aside was, you know, that appreciation, that child giving you a hug saying, mommy, I wasn't feeling so good and I needed you so bad. So you receive that generosity of your givenness uh, and kindness. And your child reciprocated in showing how much that she cares and loves you, that you stop what you were doing to help that child. Uh, so there are, there's so many blessings and a lot of triumphs usually end up with some sort of blessing. So that's what all Triumph Tuesday is all about. And we embrace that because we actually, even though we called it today Triumph Tuesday, you were probably triumphing throughout the whole week. Most people are. Most people are thrown off their schedule, derailed, Phone call comes in at the least expected time. And so uh, I had a triumph, actually a triumph, two triumphs yesterday. So the first one was, you know, being the first Monday of 2022, I also got my dates messed up. Now see, we, we, you know, as much as we tell you to be accountable, we're sharing, we got to be accountable to ourselves. Looked at my calendar, but sometimes when you look at your calendar of your to-do list or, you know, what appointments you got coming up. The dates don't click, especially when it's the first of the year, it falls on a weekend, holiday, obviously New Year's and you get kind of screwed up with your, your dates. So for whatever reason, I thought, you know, one day was one and it wasn't. And I was thinking that my appointments were were further in the week, even though I just reviewed them that morning. Um, and I by the time that I reviewed them uh, and realized that I had an 8.30 appointment and we were actually just ending our podcast, and uh, i oops, I made a mistake. So I immediately called the doctor's office because I had 8.30 appointment. At this point, it's about 8.40. And of course, you are the 23rd person in- Oh, boy. You, yeah, you, Oops. Go back, hold You're on a sec. See, this is what happens. You triumph over things. There we go. And we're good. See, that's what happens when a call comes in. I happen to be on my phone today because I I had a uh, internet issue but anywho so I look at that and I immediately call the doctor's office I say I am so sorry I totally messed up you know my days I was thinking tomorrow was Tuesday you know sometimes you just think that Monday is the holiday when it really is not the holiday because you've had a holiday over the weekend so um I, you know, 20, I think it was 22, I think that's what it said. The recording said 22 calls ahead of me. And you could put a callback number. So the uh, secretary calls back and she goes, and, and it was quite funny uh, how I handled it. And, I, and this is where I triumphed over. Not so much missing the appointment, but because I did the correct thing, I, I called immediately. But of course there was 22 other people on hold ahead of me. So the, by the time they got back to me, it was probably about five of nine. And uh, she said, well, I'm returning your call. Well, How can I help you? What's your date of birth? And she said, yeah, you were a no-show. <laughs> oh so boy. what was tripping over? Tripping over say, well, I realized it was a no-show. However, I did call, you know, but I was the 22, I was a 22nd caller on hold. So I was not going to stay on hold. And your office provides a callback. So do I get credit because I did call? Does that, you know, because it's not like I didn't. I mean, I physically didn't show. So what she wanted to tell me was, well, I have to let you know our policy. So our policy is that if you are a no-show three times in six months, which I've never been, I've been to this particular doctor now for probably about seven months. If you are a no-show three times within a six-month period, we're going to have to put you on the list. And that list is that you would have to make an appointment and come in the same day. And I'm like, Hmm, well, that's kind of bizarre, but that doesn't really sound like a punishment to me. It actually sounds like a convenience, but okay. Thanks for letting me know. And I rescheduled my appointment. So I triumphed over when I first heard that I got a little indignant because I'm thinking, well, I physically was a no-show, but I realized I made a mistake and I immediately called and I wasn't really Fond of her customer service tone, but I you know, held my reserve. And then when she ever told me that, it turned that kind of feeling that I was feeling, like I really wanted to lecture her uh, into a, a giggle because I thought, I don't really think that is a punishment. I kind of think of that's kind of convenient. Like you call up that day and you know, you get in because so many times you got to wait forever. So I'm thinking that's not a, kind of a bad thing. I don't think. Maybe other people do. How about you, Jan?
1: Well, you know, that's kind of funny when you look at that. And, and obviously, you know, uh, with calling a doctor's office, there's always th- that hold time, of course, and, you know, 22 people or whatever ahead of you, <clears throat> you know, you did make the attempt like, oh, my God, I realized they made a mistake. Let me correct it. Let me contact them. And no, I wouldn't see that as a mistake. Not at all. Um, as far as oh you call then you call you have to come in that day okay sure gimme in better
0: for me thank you the sooner the, better. the sooner the better so i don't have to put it on my to do list for 3 months from now 6 months from now because we know how they're really having a difficult time with you know getting appointments i mean uh, and i think that's verbatim across the united states i was listening to Uh, A couple different alerts that came in, and they were talking about uh, getting, you know, obviously tested. I think people are gone test crazy, by the way. Um, When I hear that, and when I hear people talking about the lines of going in to get tested, and now they want to, you know, all these teachers' unions have infiltrated by thousands upon thousands of test kits, which to me, they're hoarding them uh, giving them to teachers. So, you know, I think there's, in my opinion, there's an ulterior motive for that, but I'm thinking free up the nurses, free up the medical staff. Why all this? And these, these testers, I call them repeat offenders. They're constantly getting tested. And I, and I just think if we just stop testing, especially with this particular variant, which let's just call it like it is, it's a basic cold is what it is. This last variant, and let's just stop testing, because do we test for the cold? Uh, we do test for the flu, not like to this extent, but you know. And how reliable are these tests? Uh, are, have these tests been tampered with? There's there's some some speculation on the the contaminants and or what's in them. Now you're having a surge of children, which you didn't. You know, let's let's be real. We are in 2022. We are in the third, starting the third calendar year, of dealing with this nonsense, you know. Because in 2019, don't let them kid you. The virus was here. So, for a, you know, you know, and and these these are some of the things that you have to try over when you're listening to uh, people that are occupying the White House talking about, you know, that they're going to beat this and you know they're going to you know eradicate it. Well, so far, nothing that you've presented has worked, which tells me you can't run from this. You can't run from a cold. You can't run from the flu. If you know what, and stop testing. And the reason why I say stop testing, if you're sick, what happened to just stay home? Call in sick, keep your child out of school. You don't need to go run and get a test all the time. And now where the CDC says, you know, five days, Adhere to that then. you know. Watch that child's symptoms. Yeah, it could be a cold, it could be this variant, but whatever it is, why would you go out in public to get tested? And then there, there's some controversy over these home test kits. So I'm just thinking, let's just stop the testing and let this thing run its course the way it's supposed to because even those, actually, I know more people now that are vaccinated that are getting sick than I do of people that are not vaccinated. Now, I'm not saying that not vaccinated people are not getting sick, they are, but the ratio is so imbalanced right now. And, you know, I had uh, a neighbor, I'm not gonna say who the neighbor is, but I had a neighbor that came over. And, you know, one of the questions for, for our New Year's Eve party was, you know, I can't ask people if they're vaccinated because, you know, it's not the right thing to do, which I agree. Um, but they decided to back out. and I thought, do you really think the vaccination is keeping you from getting? Because it's not because the people that are in the hospital in the I know more people now in the third calendar year that have the virus now and they were vaccinated. way more. Like I like even when this thing first came out, I knew maybe two people that I personally know. when I say no, I know of people but not that I personally know. Now all of a sudden, a lot of people I know have it. And these people were the ones that got vaccinated. I think I know one person that wasn't vaccinated that got it. But everybody else in this last two weeks when it's been in this, you know, what they call the surge. And,
1: you know, I think let's triumph over that. Let's just stop testing. Well, you know, here's the thing with the testing issue. You have to wonder what social media outlet they are listening to, because that is what a lot of um, media outlets are pushing. Now, if you were exposed to someone that recently, and I forgot what the days is, if it's three days or five days, or maybe it was yesterday that, yeah, in all probability, if you call your doctor, they might say, yeah, you should, Um, definitely get tested but just to test to be tested you you just wonder (laughs) you have to wonder and again it goes back to uh, what the media is pushing so you know I, I kind of ask myself okay you know I understand where people would be um, afraid or scared or feel that, you know, oh my gosh, I got to go take care of my grandmother and, you know, I got to go get tested. I get that. And I totally respect that. And by the way, you know, the, we are not medical providers, so we can't, uh, (laughs) um, we cannot, um, give you medical advice, nor would we ever purport to, these are just our personal opinions. So I want to be very clear about that. You know, I get why people would be afraid or scared, but where does it stop? Where do you draw the line? And, you know, for instance, with myself reading this book by Kaylee McEnany, describing a lot of the, the, the media coverage, you know, what media news source are you watching? And it starts there, it grows from there. And if they're in that constant fear mongering mode, it's not going to stop. Yeah. It's not going to stop. And you wonder if, I mean, I wonder if the people, for instance, that have voted for the person at 1600, if they're having buyer's remorse Not that that has anything to do with anything, but you know, when we are always politicizing every issue and it's being politicized because certain um, politicians, and I'm not just talking Democrats, of course, Republicans as well, are pushing a political. Agenda. What if we just off stop for a moment? And I think we touched upon this a little bit yesterday. Why don't we start talking about the things we should be doing? <laughs> for instance, getting enough sleep, hydrating well, eating a little bit better, getting some exercise in, and it doesn't have to be some monumental thing. Like, you know, you need to go enjoying the gym. That's not what we're saying. You know, one day I was so busy. I was walking back and forth in the house and I was sweating because I was, you know I was getting that movement in. It doesn't have to be anything out of the ordinary but when we go out of our realm when we're always so focused on gotta get tested, gotta get tested. I know it, it, you know, and and I think
0: part of that is fear. Yeah. You know, I I really do think that's fear. And I think that's something that we all have to learn to triumph over because, uh, fear is going to get you nowhere. Uh, it's going to keep you in that comply mode. I've got to do this mode. And, you know, I think some, some point common sense has kind of gone out the window and there are people that are sincerely in fear. And for that, I say, you know, uh, talk with other people to try to get out of that mindset of fear. Um, and I do understand it's not saying that we're not being um, mindful of, of those that fall in those categories. And, you know, part of the, the, the biggest category is overweight. So if you're that much in fear of the virus, are you doing something to do something about you, you being overweight? And, you, you know, there's accountability and everything. That's kind of a hard, that's kind of a hard, message to hear, but th- that's the truth. If you are overweight and you are in fear, are you doing something about you being overweight? Overweight because being overweight, you should be in fear. Uh, you have more chances of more medical issues and more health issues being overweight than you do of this virus. Now the virus is gonna compound that because you're not in a healthy state. Even though your numbers, everyone uses them, well, my numbers are good. Um, The numbers don't tell everything because the numbers all of a sudden are not going to be good when it's trying to fight this virus. So that quote excuse about "well, my numbers are good," you know, you got to. I don't really care whether your numbers are good. Uh, I I know what we know what overweight obesity does to people, to their heart, uh, to their liver, to all their their uh, organs, to their systems and your body becomes in a very weakened state with the virus and you need a healthy immune system to fight it off. So even though your numbers are good, like today, your blood pressure was good. Today, your cholesterol was good. Your blood pressure and cholesterol is not what's fighting. Well, part of your blood pressure definitely is, is fighting off the virus. So the point being that maybe your numbers are good on any given day and that kudos, that's good. But that should not be. And to me, that's like, you know, oh, my numbers are good. So I don't have to deal with my weight. When somebody tells me that right now, um, that's going to be my comeback. And I don't care who they are because I say it out of love. I say it out of concern. Your numbers are so are you and, and kind of flip it back on them. So you're saying that your numbers are an excuse of why you don't deal with you being overweight. And that's, you know, most people will, oh, I, you can't say that. Well, you could say it if you say it in a, in, a, in a manner of love and care, because that's the real health issue that's going on in our country is obesity. You know, I see more fast food companies opening up left and right. Who's putting
1: them in business? And when you hear what fast food is made of, yuck. Well, I know yeah. that. I've, and I've talked about this before. The realization, uh, my early 40s, when I had thrown my back out um, two bad car accidents, back injury, whatnot. My back was always bothering me. It was terrible. And this one day I threw it out really bad and went to the doctors and, you know, prescribed some medicine and he sat down with me and I will never, ever forget this conversation. And this is the type of conversations that physicians need to be having with their patients and he said you know um he said i wanted to talk to you about a few things before you left and i've noticed that you have you know every time that you've come in oh it always your back problems but you you are steadily gaining weight at a very rapid pace and i said well what do you mean obviously i knew i was overweight not realizing subconsciously or not realizing consciously what I was doing, but subconsciously I knew down deep inside what was happening. And he said, you know, you're always going to have this injury, but the more weight you put on per poundage is going to be that much more pressure on that left hip joint. Your lower left back is where all everything is kind of centralized. Right. And you know what? If you look at it,
0: most people that are obese, that are overweight, have knee problems, you know, knee surgeries. Why is that? Like, that's not a coincidence. It's because of the load that you're carrying. And I don't understand why people are so quick to say, you know, I'm healthy other than I'm overweight. Well, the, in the the overweight is unhealthy.
1: And I, right. I, you know, there's a disconnect there. I don't get it. There is a big, there is a big disconnect. And, and I was obviously there. So I am, you know, speaking true from experience, right. you know, this displacement of the synovial fluid within your joints, like you need that synovial fluid.
0: So to- knowing, because what you went through, what would, what would be your mindset? Because, you know, insider information, right? What would be your mindset that you, you obviously, when you were overweight, th- that was years ago. So you weren't dealing, right. dealing with the virus, right? But you still have some insight to that mindset. Why do you think most overweight people are responding that way? That they're not, that they're not understanding that their body has to work harder to fight this off, harder than somebody that's not overweight And why don't they address the issue? Especially in this
1: time now, you know, because of this, because of this virus. Well, first of all, that is a great question. And I'm going to be brutally honest with my answer. And this is obviously coming from my perspective. And I want to be very clear about that. I'm not pinpointing. It is because we do not want to, when I was in you know, that state, we don't want to objectively look at ourselves and pick ourselves apart, because when we are in that blame game cycle, that doesn't include us. That has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with us. So with with my physician at that time, sitting down with me and saying, hey, you know, <laughs> you're like pushing, you're getting close to 280. Like, come on now. And that was actually, uh, I want to say a a month or two before Tina and John's engagement party. Yes, yep, yep. So, you know, I was almost pushing 280 and I'm like, what? You know, even though I knew that, my doctor sitting down with me and having a conversation and telling me in a nice way, listen, you got to stop gaining weight. Like, this is no good for you. I went home that night. And <clears throat> usually when I get home, you know, I always had bags and bags of potato chips. Grab the bag of potatoes, start opening. Well, I ate a chip and then I'm like, wait a minute. It was in that moment when the chip, when I was putting the second chip in my mouth where it clicked. And I said, wait a minute, I have an opportunity here. I'm in my early forties. I'm pushing 280, I think I was 278. So yeah, excuse me. And I had to make that decision like, and I decided, okay, well, the first thing I'm not going to do. And I threw the bag of chips away. And I thought the first thing I am not going to do is to go on a diet. I'm gonna go on a lifestyle wellness change. Planet Fitness happened to be opening that week in Zilan. Uh, The next day, I went there. I joined the gym. Um, the next day after that, I joined Jenny Craig. I was on a mission. I'm like, okay, I I can do this. It's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. Right. And it was, but to go back to your specific question, when somebody is in that state, they don't want to look at everything happening around them. They don't want to um, accept responsibility for where they are, because it's easier to blame everything else. Yeah. Outside I influences. And, and there, and I want to say there are good excuses and there are invalid excuses. Right. I mean, obviously if so,
0: there are people that do have medical reasons why they're putting on weight. Right. So but that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to those that, um, they kind of openly talk about their weight you know in a in 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 such a way that they back it up with what well, my doctor says my numbers are good and and it's not you know I can't even say that it's been one or two people it's been several people over the last ironically over the last month that I've heard say that exact thing that my numbers are good and I thought to myself, so are you saying because your numbers are good? good? Because I flipped the question around in my brain, not to them and say, so what are you saying? Are you really saying that because your numbers are good, you accept that you're overweight or your numbers are good, so it's, you know, my weight isn't the problem with, with the virus. I was trying to dig into their mind because I'm thinking, why would you
1: say, you know, well, my numbers are good. So- It's a pass. It's yeah. a
0: pass it I guess really
1: so. is because when somebody says- um, oh, Hold on, I gotta go for one second. Keep talking Just okay. someone's at the door. <laughs> Excuse me. So when somebody says that their numbers are good, it is a fail safe way to put the blame or just rest that, that information elsewhere and not deal with the underlying issues. Y- you have to look at something like that as a way to change your habits without going crazy so what what do i mean by that because we're talking a lot about um being overweight and you know and i shared with you that you know i was pushing 280. uh that's that was a hard pill for me for me to swallow that's a hard pill for anybody who is in that predicament to swallow but when you can objectively look at yourself and say, okay, my numbers are good. And I'm so thankful for that, but I really need to work on my overall wellness because guess what? Somebody whose numbers are that good the next day could have a major heart attack and somebody who's in excellent health, the same thing can happen. Exactly. But different. The difference is the person who is more healthy and survives that heart attack is going to survive it much quicker and much better typically than the other person so I have to ask myself okay why am I not why am I not being objective what can I do to help myself like I have to nobody else can do it for you right you know and if you're sitting on the couch watching excuse me all the you know all of the diet commercials coming on. It's not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. And when I look back on my journey, I can tell you probably the hard, excuse me, probably the hardest part of my journey has been keeping the weight off. The actual part of getting, changing my lifestyle was so much easier. And obviously I'm looking back at my journey Going through it, it was very hard. It was, I can remember that first Thanksgiving um, at Claudine's house and, you know, everyone's, you know, you know, the plates and whatnot. And and I had my little Jenny Craig thing. And you know what? It kind of felt weird, but it felt weird in a good way. And I remember Victor saying, that's all you're gonna eat. You're eating like a bird. I said, this is all I need. So the way I look at it is, you know, right. it comes from <clears throat> being totally honest with yourself. You have to be totally honest with yourself. Right. And I think that it, that is a, that is the
0: hard piece for, for many people because, you know, even I was looking through old, old pictures from my 40s to where I am right now. And I'm like, I don't ever remember because in my 40s, I was at my heaviest. Um you know, maybe the way I carry it, but you know, I can always tell by my face. That's like, that's a given. And I'm thinking, I don't remember ever being that heavy. And of course we all know that, you know, pictures depending on the angle, sometimes you could be in the best shape and still, you know, someone's taking a picture of you and the angle is just, you know, a weird angle. and doesn't show your best side or you look heavier than you are. So we know that happens, you know, that, that does occur. But when you're you know, try being brutally honest with yourself and you go through that and you say, wow, um, you don't realize. And for a lot of people, they probably don't. So what I tell people now, and I talk to customers, I say, you know, pull up, you know, a few different pictures from, you know, depending on your age, back 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever it may be. And see if you see a, a pattern. Um, look at your face. Your, your face is a telltale sign of how you feel emotionally and how you feel physically. And I look at a picture of when I was 49 years old, I looked exhausted, very bloated. And, you know, I could picture, you know, because our mom, you know, had heart disease. Um, She was, I want to say maybe 5'10". So she's a taller woman, but she's, you know, big boned. uh, And she had dropped a lot of weight in the early 80s. And then she slowly kind of put it back on um, to the point that she was very, very bloated. And when I look back to, you know, I'm a, you know, got a year and a half where I'm at her age bracket when she passed away, you know, and I look at, you know, the lifestyle and, you know, her, her organs were failing her because she was putting on a lot of, of water weight and, and bloat because her heart wasn't working. Her heart was pumping harder and that that mindset so you can really tell someone's you know kind of get an insight to their mind just by looking at pictures of their faces over those time periods and where uh when you start to say wow like because a lot of people like you said five pounds here ten pounds here all of a sudden it creeps up on you and that's why i you know I, i still go back i threw out that whole mindset of waiting till new year's eve like everyone does Wait for New Year's, you know, the New Year's to start that new you. Throw that garbage in those, that's all commercialism to get you to buy into some program, you know, or what, and and I'm not saying that all programs are bad, um, but I'm saying if you're not dealing with the mindset um, to take on this journey, because you have to have a certain mindset, like you said, something just clicked when you, you know, started to eat that second chip, something clicked in your mind don't do it because it's new year's don't do it because you know you you feel like oh you know people are pressure me to get my weight off because of the virus that's the wrong reason to do it i mean you should be doing it that should be kind of a maybe that's a spark but that shouldn't be the reason if you don't change that the mindset because the habits have to change the habits aren't going to change unless you have that right mindset to know that like this is not not the not only the right thing to do it's what i have to do i have to get healthier you you're blessed with one body you know who is depending on you who's going to help you through this uh, ultimately it's the person that's the reflection in the mirror that's the person that you have that you owe that conversation to so i mean it is a struggle i know for people weight loss is not the most pleasant journey to go on but I think it's a, a moment where you could rediscover uh, the capabilities that are within, deep within you to persevere and say, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it for me. I'm not going to do it for anyone else out there. I'm not going to do it because the virus is out there. I'm not going to do it because you know people are telling me to do it. I'm doing it because I want to feel better. I want to change my bad habits. I'm tired of this roller coaster of you know, dropping 20, gaining 30, dropping 40, gaining 10. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to find what is the trigger or what is the disconnect of why I keep on this hamster wheel. And I think once you do that, and that's what I had to rediscover over the last, you know, seven to nine months was I'm on a great nutritional program, but where's the disconnect? And the disconnect was I wasn't partnering the lifestyle truly. I did it, you know, intermittently, but not, changing the habits. And I was making the nutritional program work harder. So that was doing a total disservice and a uh, disservice to myself because I wasn't changing my mindset, which helped me change the habits. And it's not easy to do. It is something that you have to triumph over, but it is Tuesday. It's Triumph Tuesday. What are you going to be triumphing over? What, you know, what little thing, uh, you know, and it can be a little thing. That's why I always come up with don't disregard the little things yeah if the bigger things happen kudos amen that's awesome but let's not forget the little things that we do triumph over because those are the stepping stones that are going to help us get to that bigger goal don't you think jan
1: absolutely and and i refer to it um as a, the yo-yo weight gain um and i named this when i it was probably my third trip to to planet fitness um where i call you know i was kind of like talking to myself Jesus Christ, you know, you know, gain 10. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, lose 10, gain 20. You know, I I was having this internal dialogue with myself, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm suffering the catalyst of then some. So I called it the CTS. So whenever the CTS dialogue came up, I'm like, okay, well. First of all, we are not going there again, not going there. And, you know, I realize that as I age, things are going to change, but, you know, I'm going to move forward. So, you, it's about having that internal dialogue and whatever that the callous catalyst of then some is for you. It's time to start having that conversation. And I just want to add if you need some assistance, you have a health coach and a mindset coach and we are so excited to help you on your journey. And on that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Go to our website www2 leave us a voice message, let us know you know what's on your mind, let us know if you need some help with your wellness journey. And think of it, think of it as this, your wellness journey is not a weight loss journey, but as a byproduct of a healthier lifestyle, getting your wellness intact. A byproduct of that is you will lose weight without going on a diet. Two sisters, back to Carol Sue. Yeah, and you know
0: all, all good stuff, and 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 I like that. I you know because you know when we hear the word diet, remember diet. We all diet. It's just diet is eating. It's, it's diet. Is consuming food and having meals, um, and you can have a good diet, or you can have a not so good diet. So why wouldn't you have a good diet that tastes good, uh, still allows you to eat all food groups? Uh, and it's really about you know just making sure that uh, we're eating a, a plate that is uh, colorful in, in many many different colors, but it's not overflowing, it's not piled high. There's no need, no reason for that. And with that, we hope that you try up something over something today. And I know you will. Uh, you know, again, whether it's making that bed, whether it's, you know, finally sitting down and saying, okay, let me map out or let me reach out to that coach to see, you know, what can I do to change up what I'm doing to change my habits? Because it's when you change your habits that the connection really connects And if the spark happens, the magic happens because you actually look forward to the next day. Okay. What am I, what am I planning for my meals? what is my fitness going to look like today? And then you slowly start seeing the fruits of your labor, literally, and that sparks even more excitement. So it's really about just really uh, changing those habits. But with that, this is Carol so aka Nani Boss, live in a sun is starting to pop out over here. Uh, It was a little cloudy this morning in Bureau, but it's starting to come out. It's a little bit chillier here. John was saying this morning that, oh, it's cold out. It's uh, six, what did he say? It was 65. And I'm like,
1: Oh, whatever. You know, I asked I asked Google this morning. I said, you know, what's the temperature in North Haven today? It's a balmy 17 degrees, but with the wind chill factor, it's eight. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. But, I- oh, and I and I before I forget, which I almost did, um, we will be on tomorrow at 9 a.m. We have an amazing guest for our first guest of 2022. Her name is Mary Jenkins. She is a veteran, author, inspirational speaker, and two-time breast cancer survivor. I think she is flipping amazing, and we can't wait to introduce her to our audience. And that's at 9 a.m. tomorrow, correct? Yeah. 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 So everyone knows
0: we'll be on a little, bit, uh, a little bit later than normal. But, you know, we were very flexible with our time, with our guests, and with our own uh, things that we got, we got going on. So we love that. But anyways, you have a good Triumph Tuesday. What are you going to triumph over? Let us know. Leave us a message on our website, like Jen said. Uh, and uh, we wish you a great Triumph Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. This is Carol,
1: So, a.k.a. Naughty bus live with two... Sisters, Wellness Diva 5.0, Janis, J-A-N-I-S. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.